Mistwalkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a gothic horror series set in the demi-plains of dread, Ravenloft. The episode you're about to listen to originally aired as a live stream on twitch.tv slash dnd. Although our podcast editor Celeste Conowich works some true magic, our audio in season one is not ideal for podcast. But keep listening. We promise it gets better. In the meantime, let's meet our unfortunate cast. I'm TK Johnson, the Dungeon Master for Tales from the Mists. You can find me on Twitter at TKJoinsTheFray or at my website, TKJWrites.com. I'm Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the Tiefling Storm Sorcerer. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter, uh, that's Merciful with a Y, or at LisaPenrose.com. Lisa, also spelled with a Y. Hi, my name is Kayla Klein. I play Vasily, your artificer slash wizard slash mad scientist. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I and my website, KaylaKlein.com. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Konstantina Avshalomov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. I'm an author and narrative designer, and you can find all my work at AshleyWarrenWrites.com. My name is Hadil, and I play your favorite warlock with too many secrets, Vargas Blackstone. You can find me online in all forms of social media at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Emma Lambert as Sybil Redrime and Noelle Sheary as Thaddeus Scratch. Find them as at Emma Rote and at Noelle Sheary on Twitter, respectively. Now, make sure your ropes are secure before we descend. It's time for Episode 9, By Bone, By Blade. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Welcome back to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. Um, this is not a typical campaign, and we have a rotating cast. We have four anchor members, which would be Lisa, Kayla, Adil, and Ashley, and we have two guest members. Now, unlike our other guest members, these are the guests who will be finishing out our season with us. So we will not be uh, seeing other guests after them. So who knows? This could be the actual end. For them, uh, unless I was out again and like too much, I don't know. Whatever. We love well, you. Then we have all the good stuff out of the way. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, time to get into break us. Yeah, <laughs> smite me, smite me, daddy. No, stop. No, The show is Please ruined. We have to throw it away. Uh, well, I can't believe nine episodes in, we have to throw the whole show away. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good run. Yeah, you started out a day ago, from Harmonia, with a search party of 2526 plus you. And now, that 30 is down to 18. We did it. That's the majority. It's not so bad. Yeah. In Ravenloft? Yeah. So, you uh, have rested underneath this deadhead tree uh, where Juniper and Yarrow fought a vicious battle with their werejackal family. 
And how long do you how long do you stay under there? Typically, uh, the way I usually do it, short rest is somewhere between one to four hours. But if you'd like to stay longer, you can. What are we doing? Let's go ahead and start with Mercy. Oh, uh, well, I was thinking about maybe uh, sacrificing one of the jackals, but it seems like they are all dead. Also, I'm pretty sure Death wants uh, that redhead uh, that was in my dream. Um, and jackals, they're sort of a reddish brown. Are any of them still alive? Uh, there is one that's like clinging to life by the end of the fight. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, as you, as you look at this werejackal, you see that its face is, it's a mess of features. There's fur, a blown out eye socket that's trying to revert back to a humanoid shape. Um, half of its mouth is still canine muzzle and the ear is shrinking back and the skin is crawling down to reassemble itself into some form of humanoid. It is dying. Oh, I sort of, I take my gauntleted hand and I kind of like push the peely bits back in place. Um, and I'll lean down and I'll say, have you heard of Sea Hour of Ascension? Um, there, this werejackal tries to turn its broken neck towards you to look. And you hear a, a sort of pitiful gurgle. Oh, you seem very uncomfortable. I have three friends who I think would very much like to meet you. Their names are Sickness, Starvation, Strife. I think that we shall maybe have some escort you to where you must go next. Uh, stay still. And while they're like gurgling, I'm going to take my athame and draw a circle around them in the ground. And I place little candles um, and I have like perfumed oil uh, and I like take my time. It's a really nice circle. Um, and then I'm going to um, straddle their dying body and stab them in the chest. Okay. And as you do, and your, your athame sinks into the chest of this creature um you can see like this thick trickle coming down its broken jaw and staining the ground it it sort of trickles into the divot that you've carved into the earth and fills that circle with its blood in a uh, sickly rivulet and i like to dig oh okay, okay, go, ahead. go ahead as you're doing this the search party's watching you. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> it's perfectly normal. Does anyone want to join? I need you to roll me persuasion at disadvantage. They have never seen this before. Murdering someone who is trying to kill you is one thing, but openly sacrificing and carving a circle this around disadvantage, them. I got in 11. Okay. Bertolt is with you cradling the heads of the children that you helped save. He gravely nods at the rest of the search party and uh, waves them away from you. Oh. They take a wide berth away from you and start disassembling the skeletons. Oh, that's okay. It's, it's just fun. 
person, it's sort of difficult to be a group activity, then it's just fun, so I understand. Um, and I sink my claw and my gauntleted hand into the wound, and I raise it up so that blood, like, rains down on me. And I continue doing my chants and, like, trying to summon the three horsemen um, <laughs> and offer this spark of life to death. Uh-huh. Sybil, you've never seen something like this before, though it is not terribly unfamiliar. What do you think? I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You've never seen uh, somebody openly, publicly sacrifice somebody like this before, but it is not terribly unfamiliar to you. Sorry, my cat meowed right as you said. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I think Sybil would take a look at you and look interested and disgusted at the same time. Sweet. You see? Right. Um, I see you watch, uh, watching, and I'm kind of like, kind of like wave you over, like, you wanna, you wanna do a stab? Uh, stab this guy? Is, <laughs> I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll come, come over. Okay. Um, As you approach, what does Mercy see? Mercy sees a a short dwarf. I think she's somewhat short, even as a dwarf. She is uh, rather middle-aged. She's kind of got the overall demeanor of, like, I want to say, like, uh, like, a summer camp bus driver. Like, somebody where it's like, you're not sure how they got here, but they're here. And you think you should trust them? Because she seems like a nice enough middle-aged lady, but at the same time, she's the bus driver. So, um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um... And she is bald. You can see she's got some little tattoos and things up here. Big clip. I said, uh, your, your head is so smooth. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's not Welcome. something I would choose, but gotta take what you're given, right? Oh, like, do you whatever not. Oh, I am I'm in the middle of summoning these three horsemen <coughs> uh, to bring the spark of life from this verjackal to death. Um, so that the undead do not rise and kill all of us. Okay. I think... Would you like to join me? Um, you know, I think I'm just gonna watch. It's okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I will, uh, just one one more moment, and I go back to chanting and, like, raining blood on myself. (laughs) Okay, great. She's just gonna watch, like, the bus driver who doesn't want to talk yet. In the midst of this bonding experiment, um, lastly, what are you doing? Um, I have located another jackal body, one that's already dead or freshly dead, probably off to the side where no one can see me. And I'm collecting a vial of blood and kind of doing some experimenting with it. Okay. Just the one? I mean, if I can manage more than one, I'd like more than one, but I'm trying to be discreet about it. Okay. Would you like to roll me a sleight of hand to collect extras? Sure. Or would you like to roll me a stealth to do it sneakily and only collect one? Either way, I'm just not that great. So let's go for sleight of hand. Okay. To get multiples? Yeah. My nose is running. I'm not crying. (laughs) Let me know what you (laughs) get. 14. You get one, but as you start to stopper the rest of them, they just fill out on the sand. No. You get one pile. That's fine. And I uh, I just want to spend some time kind of experimenting on it and trying to make something from it. You can spend a whole short rest doing that. I do. I do this. Kind of like putting different herbs in it and kind of pulling some other vials out and 
mixing it together and trying to get it to change colors or do something, trying to get some something useful out of it. Do you remember our deal? I do. Is it still the same? Yep. Okay. Argus, how did you sleep last night? You slept real good. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you notice anything strange during your shift? Everything is fucking strange here. Probably yeah. right. And you know, perception was really bad, and I was also sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't roll for a perception last night, did you? I don't remember, because last time I played was a while ago. <laughs> so we'll just say that I didn't, and if I did, it was probably then. So you stayed with the group when the rest of them, you stayed with the main search party when the rest of them went scouting ahead into the canyon. What what persuaded you all to go into the canyon after them, instead of waiting for a signal? I'll go ahead and say that Vargas persuaded them. What did you say? Oh, I'm going to and say that I said that, like, I'm the leader of this group. I know what I'm talking about. Just follow me. Just follow me instead. Will you do me a favor and roll me a persuasion? <laughs> I know that this is in retrospect, but I want to see how the rest of the group reacted, like, emotionally to it. Okay, this is going to be fine. Poorly. Yeah. going to be great. That. <laughs> that is a, hold on. 28. A 28? Uh, when you walk past people and they start clearing away the carcasses of these jackals, several of them clap you on the shoulder and thank you for your good insight and uh, for leading them here so expeditiously to make sure that Bertolt's adopted daughters were safe. Well, yes, of, co- of course. Any, any time. Any time. Thaddeus, what do you think of Vargas? As he stands there in his very handsome suit and his impeccably coiffed hair and neckerchief and his uh, filigreed cane. What's Thaddeus think of this person? Um, he seems like a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> I like him a lot. Reset the timer. <laughs> <laughs> and Thaddeus, have you attempted to talk to Vargas at all? Oh, Yeah? Yeah. And uh, what what did that what did Vargas see when Thaddeus first approached him? Mm. So Thaddeus is just he just looks um so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like so um, good that he's bad or like, like um what? I mean he's undeniably a twunk, but on top of that, it's one <laughs> years of gross. Um. Yeah, uh, He's generally uh, sweaty most of the time. Um, He's kind of like weak John, sallow skinned. He's got this situation going on. (laughs) Which he thinks looks great, and it boosts his confidence. But like... Fantastic. Some things are objective. And um, he also has um, a pretty gruesome-looking burn up the side of his neck and um, over his right ear, which is kind of gone. And actually, fun fact, me, Noelle, the player, I am deaf in my right ear completely. So in a bit of uh, trivia about that, that I'm sure you won't use against me, I can't tell the direction of sound. <laughs> oh, uh, I was unaware of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, feel like I just fun. wanted it to be the, the one facing the camera. <laughs> That's interesting. I'll mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. 
So, what did what did Thaddeus say to Vargas when Thaddeus approached him? Um. Oh, like he, okay. Uh. So Thaddeus. By the way, he's dressed kind of like gross, but like he's wearing a lot of very sparkly jewelry. Um. I love him. <laughs> he just struts up to Vargas uh, and says exactly what he thinks. You. Uh, you seem like a scoundrel, my dear boy. I think we'll be good for it. Oh. Var- I feel like Vargas would actually, like, kind of like this. Just, like, <laughs> despite the fact that Thaddeus is gross. <laughs> Adil loves Thaddeus. Like, that's my shit. Uh, Vargas probably also is into it. Like, I'm imagining yeah. a lot of the other people are just very rugged and, like, outdoorsy. And then we have this perfect twunk boy. <laughs> my sweet twunk boy, Thaddeus, with his horrible this situation. <laughs> this, um... And this, there's a smell. Uh, oh, there's definitely a smell. Whatever this is, this does not fall under the light of any god. So... <laughs> <laughs> D&D and, and in, the, in the real world. Mm. But I feel like... Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Vargas would be very, like, real, recognized, real, like, Alright. I'm not gonna bother trying to lie my way out of, of it, so I will I'll give him a handshake with my gloved hand. Oh, and Thaddeus shakes your hand emphatically. Um, and he says, and what brings you here to this horrible, specifically you, you know? Yes. Um, well, I've just been following a bunch of miscreants around. I was dragged here against my will, I will say. This is out of character, but I feel like every time Noelle and I play a game together, it's their character is specifically created to attack mine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think I forgot Wizard Spock. Wizard Spock! I think I don't have that. Yeah, Wizard Spock is living inside all of us at all times. (laughs) Like the Holy Spirit. It's all around us. Um, I'm just noticing a theme. That's all. <laughs> I mean, the theme also might be that I use D and D to attack people, but <laughs> yeah, that is specifically fair. you. Or, is it an attack or a blessing? That's really up to you to decide. It's a blessing. Speaking of blessings, Constantina. Yes. What have you been doing? Um, I have been looking for. Are there still Vistani? Weren't part of the search group, or did they disperse? There are three Vistani who are start part of the uh, search group. Um, does my f- new friend Pietro happen to be? I'll walk up to them and engage with them anyway. Yeah, when you walk up to engage with them, uh, Sabina and the two men beside her turn around, and neither one of them is Pietro. Hmm. And I've met Sabina before. Yes. She's she kind of brushed me off when I was like. You've actually met all of the Vistani um, during your matchbook menagerie uh, summoning. Have you seen, or do you know somebody named Pietro? I ask to uh, Sabina. Uh, Sabina looks to Kamal and uh, Albert, who are the other two Vistani. I don't remember what her accent was, so I'll just go with my generic one. She looks to the two of them. No, I do not know anyone named Pietro. I met him, I guess that was earlier today, right? <laughs> like, what, yeah, this what morning. time was it? <laughs> well, I guess last night, this morning. 
I met a man named Pietro, um, who I believe is a fellow of Vistana, um, but I had not seen him in a few hours, and um, I was just curious if um, you saw anything happen to him while we were, you know, perusing the the zikarat and all the other stuff that was happening, but I don't see him anywhere, and I was curious if he went somewhere. Uh, Sabina looks to the two of them, and they sort of half-heartedly shrug and look to the side. Um, she looks back at you. Excuse me. To my knowledge, uh, Grigor is the only other Vistana who came with us, and uh, hmm. perhaps your Rufuir friends had their fill of him as well. Uh, yeah, maybe. So I would just keep... Okay, this is kind of causing me a little bit of concern, because he claimed to be Vistana, so now I'm like... You know, is Pietro, you know, really a Vistana? Is he dead? Um, you know, there's lots of questions here. So I would just keep an eye out for um, a man who calls himself Pietro and has really beautiful golden eyes, so you'd probably recognize him. Um, but I'm not really sure. Uh, you see Sabina's eyes sort of harden. She says, well, I'm sure if he's a friend of yours, we'll find his body sooner or later. Okay, well, um... I mean, to be fair, all of my friends are still alive. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, I don't really... Uh, let's not address that. Um, do you happen to know where the catacombs are in proximity to where we are now? Have you ever been there? No. Okay. Well, I mean, like I told you before, I'm looking for an artifact, you know, the crown. Um, so I'm hoping that I can find the catacomb sometime sooner than later because I'm kind of on borrowed time here. Because if I stay here for a few more days, I'm going to lose all my magical Vistana power. And that's not good for anybody. And I'm um, sure that you really The three like, look at you, like, very pointed looks. It is very tragic for you. Oh, God. Okay. I will accept that. But, okay. <laughs> In my, I mean, don't you want me gone? So I feel like you should probably, you know, not totally argue with me. <laughs> I understand that you don't really like me, and I don't really blame you because I got your, you know, whole city kind of burned down, which I will say was not entirely my fault. Um, but what I need will help all of us. So it's not just me that I'm thinking about here, but I am acting with some sense of urgency. So if there's any information that you could offer me, that would be greatly appreciated. We do not have to be friends, although I would really like that. But if you think of anything, will you please let me know or pass it along to me? Call me a persuasion. Okay. No advantage or disadvantage. <gasps> well, I created, so... Yeah! Um, when, you, when you go on talking, and it's sort of just the kind of wears her down and you can see her shoulders sag a little and she fine fine and uh looks at albert and kamal and we will see what we can find out here and we will tell you if it is anything relevant just please go away okay thank you very much and will you do me okay i know i've already asked you for one favor but i have one more and i think that you will agree which will you please look after ruza in the event that I am, you know, brutally murdered or killed by something, which is probably inevitable at this point. But I really like Ruza, and I want her to be safe. So I would really appreciate it if you could look after her for me. This actually surprises her, and I will tell you this because you got a nat 20. This surprises her because this feels like one of the first things where you've made it about a Vistana person instead of about, like, yourself or the cause. Oh, no. 
And so she's like very like surprised by that. And she nods again. She's like, I will look after you. So should anything happen to you? And uh, uh, one of the men actually gives you like a sort of like timid smile at that. I did it! <laughs> you found it. You found the, the magic, the magic word. So a couple of hours pass and the Vistani, like other members of the search party, begin to canvas the canyon and search for an entrance to the catacombs. And after a couple of hours, Berthold stands up and waves off Juniper and Yarrow, who immediately transform and run off into the distance in pursuit of the other jackals. And he turns to the rest of the group and takes the information, gathers the four of you, as well as Idora, Thaddeus, Sybil, and Sadia. Essentially, the the small group of people out of this search party that look like they have any manner of adventuring training. Is Sadia okay? Sadia is alright. She was able to, to sort of rest off the, the siphoning of those hit points. Um, it left her very weirdly, and you can see a streak of silver in her hair, but other than that, she's alright. She's fine. That's pretty cool. Sounds like she got a sweet deal out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Should should she live, she'll be a major hit. <laughs> very fashionable. Yeah. You're welcome. And he tells you what the scouts have told him is that there appear to be only two other ways out of this catacombs. Looks like there's maybe some, like a sliver in the rock and another crevice, but other than that, this is the only way out of the canyon. And he points at the large opening. If we're going to get down into the catacombs, we're going to have to slip through. Okay. After she completed her ritual, Mercy cleaned off all of the blood, so she's sparkly now. <laughs> That's really important to me. Fantastic. Everyone knows that. 45 minutes for a ritual, 3 hours and 15 minutes for a laundry. <laughs> if you don't do it right away, it stains. That is true, actually. Everybody remember that chat. Don't forget. So... So I've had so much cappuccino today. <laughs> so uh, he gets ready. Everybody puts their packs back on and prepares to venture to the other side of the canyon to find these crevices and decide where to go from there. Anything you'd like to do while you're still under the tree? I would like to cast Augury okay. to get a potential... Sense for how successful entering the catacombs is going to be. Speak to me about all. Sure. So I pull out a deck of tarot cards that have been in my family for a long time. So basically, how this spell works is I receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that I plan to take within the next 30 minutes. So you, as a DM, can choose from the following possible omens. Um, wheel, woe, wheel and woe, or nothing. Um, so it's just, it takes one minute to cast, but there's not really like much. It's kind of up to you to determine what to convey. Basically, I just want to know if we, it's something within the next 30 minutes. So if we're getting ready to enter the catacombs, like, uh, basically I want to know if we're going to find what we're looking for very quickly. What are you looking for? The crown. And what does the what does the ritual of this look like? Tell it to me, and then I will decide. 
Sure. So I, um, I kneel to the ground on my knees and I pull out the cards and I'm not really doing like a tarot reading, like a typical tarot reading, but I am kind of spreading out the cards and essentially like laying my hands on the ground and to kind of just get a feeling for like a gut feeling for how, how the next like, you know, 30 minutes are going to play out with this specific goal in mind. You receive it warmth in the pit of your stomach. And as it begins to rise, it, uh, it turns a little, like a splash of whiskey. And you can feel that heat in your chest, like embers, in your throat, in your mouth, on your tongue, between your teeth, from your lips. And you, into your hand, there is an egg. What? Well, that's never happened before. Um, <laughs> can I offer you an egg in this trying time? This trying time. Look at everybody. Um, oh, so, Tina, what, uh, what's the heck? Ew, <laughs> <laughs> Constantina, ew. <laughs> it's magic. Don't judge. I don't judge your magic. Don't judge mine. Um, it's a warm, speckled egg, and it pulses in your hands. Okay. I want to, I want to, like, protect it, because I don't know what it is. I've never had, like, a this like actual like manifestation happened before. So um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to take one of my scarves and um, kind of like wrap it up in it and okay. like kind of safely tuck it in my satchel and I, I will check it, check on it shortly. Okay. I will let you know when to check on that. Okay. Time. While she's doing this, could everybody please roll me a, a, a perception check? No reason. 15. 18. Okay. 17 for Sybil. Okay. 11 for Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> that is most unfortunate. Constantina, roll me a perception at disadvantage. Okay. Since you are focusing on your argury. Perception. That is a 10. Mercy. Sybil. Vasily. All of you. Feel a, an ache in the sides of your necks. Something like a pinprick. I reached for it immediately. Did you Dude. feel a sort of like a splinter? Can I pull it out? Yeah. Give me medicine check. Okay. Oh, that's not great. It's, uh, well, eight. Because I have plus five, but I still did horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can feel it, it. The more you rub it, the more it seems to dissipate. It's just skin. Cassie, I see you touching uh, your neck. Do you have a little, I don't know, it's like a little, little prick on my mm, neck. Yes. I don't like it. Can, mm, you, can yeah. you look? Yeah, can I look at Mercy's neck? Yes. Yeah, and when you do, you see like a, like a, like a splinter, like a little silver splinter in her neck. Oh, do you see it? Do you see the bug? Get it off, get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> am I, am I able to do an arcana check? On that? Yeah, you can do an arcana check. I will allow that. I uh, put my little cool science glasses on with mm-hmm. like multiple lenses and I squint at her neck and I get a 22 on my arcana check. You don't know much about botany, but with your time with Juniper going through the woods earlier, you can recognize the death's head seed. <gasps> but is it? Is it a bug? 
No. We've been around this tree for too long. I told you. I told you all we should get away from it and not touch it. And Why did we rest it. under it? I don't know why you Why did Juniper <laughs> let us do that? Well, what's wrong with the tree? It's bad. Oh, we no. probably all have seeds in us and now no, we're going to die. Your bedside yes. manner, Vasily. <sighs> okay. Get um, out! I pull out my dagger and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't look. We have to figure out. Tell me then you're going to do it. Okay, well, I'm going to start with someone else that isn't you. Not that I don't have faith in my ability as a doctor and scientist here. Check everybody. Yes, we should check everybody. Constantina. Um and I will check your I will check your neck for seats. Okay. Then they move my big old braid. I'd like to look around for deadhead seats. Perception? Uh, 16. You do see. Oh, oh no! no. Oh. I pop up with my dagger. Too. Oh, Vasily's going to help you. Yes, I'm okay, going to okay. help you. Medicine. Hmm. You. Okay, I'm going to medicine check this. I got a uh, 11. Dissipates. Ugh. It's like very bad. Surprising yeah. you just, like, stabbed me anyway. <laughs> yeah, I thought <laughs> I was going to be like, I can If I dig deep enough, <laughs> I can get it. Mm, okay. Um, this is not great. Is Bertholdt Bertholdt around? Yeah, Bertholdt is nearby. Um, can I walk up to him and and ask him something? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would like to walk up to him and kind of I don't know. I'm not really good at like if he's preoccupied with something else, I'm probably super awkward. I just kind of like. Yeah. Vital into the side. I'm just like, he's, yeah, he's just helping the search party get their packs on and get ready to go. Okay. Well, I definitely come up behind him and I'm like, hey. Uh, hey. I, uh, what can I do? Um, you know this tree that your children told us not to touch or be around? Yeah. We were, we were around it. <laughs> and hours. What do you do? When, <laughs> what is the solution, hypothetically, if someone had a seed in them from this tree. Oh, uh, gotta get it out. How, what is the best way to do that in your experience? Cut it. Cut it out? Yeah. That's what I thought. And I whip around with my dagger and look at <laughs> Constantina, and I'm like, alright. Yeah, if you can find it, cut it out. Sometimes, though, you know, they get real wily, uh, they'll slip into the bloodstream, and then got a tree growing in you. So mm. it only takes oh. a about a week after that to die. Hmm. Oh no! Get it out! Get it out! Oh no, but where is it now? Cool. Uh, yeah. Do y'all have? Oh, do y'all have? Y'all have seeds? Yeah. Do you <laughs> oh, have no. anyone that's particularly good with the blade with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adora can help. Uh, Sadia probably helped too. And uh, there's a Weasley-looking fellow with a caterpillar on his face. He probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that last one, but the other two seem trustworthy. Your call. Alright. Um, and Bertolt goes to the rest of the group and starts, like, checking the backs of their necks. Yeah. I'll go over to Sybil and be like, uh, you have uh, your your hoot of your cloak on, but maybe a siege got underneath. So I can check you if you want. I'm I'm okay. I got... I have, I have my own knife. Oh. And... Okay. I can do that myself, but thank you. 
Would you like me to stab you in the neck? Sometime? Oh, <laughs> I, I do. I do have one. I don't know. Do guys someone have tweezers? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Sybil has like a crossbow bolt, and she's just gonna like start stabbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> we walk away. Uh, Sybil, are you stabbing yourself? <laughs> she stabbed herself in the neck, like like discreetly, as yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, yes. She is, she is going to attempt to step. Okay, give me, um... <laughs> you know. Give me a medicine check. A medicine check? Oh, this is not good. I mean, you can't see it, but... What, a 16? No, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, you're able to, uh... You're able to not only slice it out, but you don't do any, uh, harm to the back of your head or anything like that. Oh! I feel like to be a middle-aged dwarf, you have to know how to cut weird shit out of your skin. Oh, see what did it? Do you want to? And I kind of lean down now, and I'm just like, my neck is there. Oh, okay, see yes. Um, let me, I'll put your hair up all nice. And um, <laughs> I'll take out a fresh bolt for you. Oh, thank um, you. Yes. Nice and sanitized. <laughs> um, and she'll stab you in the neck. <laughs> as okay. nicely as she can. Medicine. Medicine. Fifteen. Yes, you do manage to sort of uh, slice a little bit, and it's a very clean cut, and you can sort of press your thumb against the skin and pop it out, Ew. and then it goes onto the ground, and you also, let's see, roll me a perception. Thirteen. You don't hear this, but Sybil hears us like a very quiet, like, she smells good. <laughs> Creeper um, seeds. Sybil said, Sybil just says, okay. Thank you. I'm glad you glad I could help. Um, I'm gonna go over there. Thank you. Um, Vasily, this this woman stuffed me in the neck, and I'm okay now. Mm. Vasily walks up to Mercy and hands her her dagger, and she's just like, "I don't, I don't trust anyone else to do this. Can you try?" Oh, okay. Am I able to find where the seat is? Perception at disadvantage. Oh, now that it's oh grown. well, now eleven. Nope, I don't know if I advanced Vasily. And also mm-hmm. Constantina's seed fan. Oh, I'm scared. Does Vargas have a seat on him? I'm going to go over to Vargas. Do you have a Is seat on you, Vargas? Well, Mr. Only a perception to see. Not you, Mercy. You already wrote Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I crit. Yeah, you're made it. Oh, yeah. I used a crit on Vargas. Great. No <laughs> yeah, you can see it. You can see it on the edge of his cravat. Oh, it's like it's right tucked right against his clothes and his skin. It's right here. Um, yeah. Maybe we should ask the woman Sibyl uh, to stab you with a with a bolt. She's very good at it. You can see it sort of. Oh no! Oh, no. oh okay. Uh, I quickly stab Vargas in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Medicine. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, the deal. <laughs> oh, no. I got a nine. Here's under the skin. Uh, Thank you, Lisa. I invited you to my birthday party. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because you did that and you weren't very um, cautious about it, only a D6. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> got a two. You take two piercing damage. I see, I got it. As Mercy panics and stabs you in the neck. I, I think I got it. Is this a sea? Oh no, this is blood. A little bit of skin. I don't think I got it. I'm sorry, Vargas. I tried. 
you're bleeding on your jibbub. Am, am I nearby? Am I nearby? Yeah, I'm sure you're with the entire group. Uh, Bertolt gathered you all up to talk, and so you're probably all in the same uh, Well, I mean, I'm now seeing people stabbing each other in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is ruined. Is my did my special pin get misplaced? Like my little like tie tag? No, you still have it. That pulls the whole look together. And uh, Thaddeus kind of like sidles up to you, Vargas, and he's like, "Ooh, and what's going on here?" (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking like I'm bleeding, and I'm like, I. I truly don't know. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm assuming Vargas didn't see the seed or, like, feel it. Like, just mercy can stop him. After all that he's done for her. I'm just saying. Yeah, I kind of just walked over. <laughs> it's like, after last episode, I was like, why should I try to kill them? when I can get them to try to kill each other. <laughs> having oh a there was a seed I swear it what what seed what From seed the tree he saw these screaming heads on it uh, Vasily walks up and she still has her dagger and she's like holding it really just aggressively no 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 no. <laughs> no like the tree the tree and she points at it with her dagger she's like it's dropping seeds and okay. they're going to kill us the seeds and there's a seed on me? Yes. Inside of you. Oh, inside God. Of me. It's going to grow in your blood and kill you in a week. I, like, nod. And then I take out my little mirror and my little straight razor and I uh, check my neck. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a 14. You do see a seed on you. Mm-hmm. It's wiggling its way under your skin. Ew. My goodness. <laughs> and I kind of start to, like, I try to shave it off. And, you know, I don't know much about the human body, one could say, um, but I am extremely dexterous. Take <laughs> <laughs> a word picture of what you're trying to do, and I will see whether I will let you roll a medicine with dexterity as your... So, I'm trying to, um... Essentially, shave off the seed as uh-huh. if it were a uh, an errant whisker. Not that I'm familiar with those. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be funny, so I will permit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's a good thing. <laughs> All right. So, at I have I have negative one medicine. That's why I'm just <laughs> really going for it. Um. So that is going to be fourteen. Yes, you do manage to carve it out. Very, very good. And then I, I just, you know, continue. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Make it some touch Yeah, absolutely. Easily. Yeah, just like <laughs> trim up the corners. Anyway. Um, you gotta keep it tight. But Vasily, uh, Constantina, and Vargis are going to die when trees explode out of the <laughs> I would like to try to cut it out of me. Oh, sorry, Candy. Oh. I was going to do the same thing. I'm like, can I please attempt? Yeah. Can I attempt <laughs> myself too, since I know that it is happening? Yes. Everybody whose seed has escaped under their skin now performs at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Can, I, yes. can I help Vasily by, like, 
I don't know, trying to like poke her and try to locate where the seed is, like if I could feel it under yes. her skin. Yeah, anybody who wants to help can cancel up that disadvantage. Yeah, I'm gonna help Ashley. Oh, I'm, gonna... I'm good. I think I rolled high enough. Yeah, I got a 21. Yes. Constantine? I got 20 total. I rolled a 17 and an 18 at disadvantage. Ooh, nice. Use up those good rolls. That's I, nice. know. I know. Uh, it's lucky Mercy helped me because my disadvantage was a 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I, and you know I do that now <laughs> that the crit fails on a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for helping. Yeah. Welcome. Uh-oh. Let me tell you a funny story. Let me tell you a story real quick. Did you know it was possible to get a zero in this game? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I would like to. Let me spin you a tail. Let me. It's the Hadil show now. I rolled a 20, and then I rolled a 1. Oh, no. (laughs) A negative 1 in medicine. (laughs) I'm being punished. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Sad trombone noise. Oh, yeah. If, If Thaddeus helps you, then that cancels out the disadvantage roll. Yes, if that which Thaddeus did announce before you announced that Thaddeus in your business, and that's yeah. what I meant, boy. <laughs> it's like I got you, my boy. I mean, you are also covered in blood, so so that's kind of like an at one in fashion. It is. It is a fashion. Yes, yeah, so you're very you're very crunchy by the end of this, yeah. but I am happy to report entirely seed free. Is everyone okay? Did we check everyone else in the party? Or are they all checking each other? Uh, Bertholdt and them are checking each other. And let me just roll real quick. Somebody put in the chat, LOL, by Vargas. You think I won't find you? <laughs> yeah, looks good. Alright, I move away from the tree. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you should. That's a good idea. So, now that we've moved away from the tree and we've deceded ourselves, because I live in Kentucky and ticks are real. You have to descend through a crevice. When you when you get to the other end of the cavern that does have these two crevices, you see two slits in the rock on well not rock, packed earth on the opposite sides of each other. Bertolt uh it shows you where they've tied up some ropes and anchored some things in there. We uh, did a cursory look. They don't come out in the same size thick catacombs. No guarantee they meet up. Mm, we should mm. we should stick together. I see. So mm. we're at your disposal. Which way? What did it look like when you scouted? Did it look the same? Well, we were able to uh, lower some scouts into the crevices and mostly tunnels. Not much more than that. Very dark down there. Didn't want to get too far in. Smells like bad magic. Hmm. Well, I suppose. We just either way, is a, either way is a vertical drop. So I don't know if you guys have a preference, like right or left. Uh, as the DM, I would tell you now is a an okay time to use your inspiration for your dark shadows. Yeah, I was about to ask if I could um, trigger my dark shadow. You can. I will tell you if you trigger your dark shadow, you must have a focus. Oh, like a uh, like an item. What you want to find? Oh, I would what like to. I would like to know the outcome of going down the right one, and then I'll know if we should go in the right or the left one. Uh, six or okay. seven is on the right. Seven is on the right. Yeah. So, uh, tell me your tell me your ritual. Um, she kind of reaches into her pocket and she pulls out 
a gold box. It, it's like, I don't know, like cigarette box size. And she flips it open and there's like four little vials inside of it. And they all are like bright green inside of them. And she pops it open and she drinks one of them and kind of closes her eyes really thoughtfully. And when she opens them, her eyes are white like Mercy's instead of black. <laughs> and what what do you speak to time? What do you speak into the temporal drift that you want to see this vision float in front of you in an aurora before you? Do I like a question? Uh, like, what are you looking for as you like dip your head into the temporal flow? Show me what happens if our if we choose the right path. If you go to the right. You see darkness, tunnels, mists. You hear clawing in the earth. You hear bubbling in the shadows. You see a cavern. You see precipice. You see more mists. You see more rooms. You see more tunnels. You see red gems set into a golden crown. And I feel like after she sees that crown, it's just like a pinprick pinprick of focus and then everything like reverses really fast and she like like comes back into herself and her eyes like inkily like spread out to black again and she's just like we're going in the right one okay okay anyone else i'm gonna save mine i think for when we're in the catacombs okay all right and the search party looks in there towards the right one and the the missing youth certainly the what my wife Bertolt, like, wins his eyes at you. you know? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no. So, you oh. all go in the left one. We'll take the right one. We are supposed to find who killed Nisa. Um, you know, maybe other things while we're here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Bertolt is just watching the two of you. <laughs> you are not being subtle. <laughs> Thaddeus is also watching. <laughs> Uh, what does Thaddeus look like when he's watching this, too? Oh, like, really obvious. He's like, hmm. Constantina's going to weekend, Thaddeus. <laughs> um, that, that was from Noel, not from Thaddeus. Thaddeus responds to me, um... Honestly, Vasily totally, completely forgot that there was another priority here. But she wants to do whatever it takes to go into the right tunnel um so i don't know what that would be i don't know what to do because i feel like if i wasn't worried about splitting the party mercy would be like well i'll go with some other people and go help save and maul and folks and you guys can go get the crown i don't want to be by myself you would be just as safe vasily wants to cast suggestion on bertholdt to tell him to take everybody, all his friends, into the left tunnel, and that will take the right. Okay, what does he have to roll? Uh, wisdom saving throw. What's the DC? 13. You see all of you see purples sort of narrow and then cloud over in a dark film that grows like ivies from the corner. I give Vasily a dirty look. I give you a thumbs up. <laughs> it, it would be better if we, if we split up. Yes. We'll find them all and then meet back here. And uh, he begins lowering the rope into but the Vasily, left. Are they, what? are they capable? Like, TK, do I think those adventurers are capable 
of whatever terrible crap happened to Nisa? Or do I think that Let's we're see. definitely sending them to die? <clears throat> Vastly. <laughs> does does Mercy think that they are capable? Yeah. They are going with is Idora and Saudia. Saudia's I will, I will permit one perception check. Glance over the group. Actually, I will permit one insight check to glance over the group and and determine their suitability to travel without you. Seventeen. Seventeen is enough to tell you that for the most part they are townspeople. Two adventurers among them, three Vistani, maim no magic, and one teenage boy. You say it like that. Is it, hmm. What's going on? <laughs> What, uh, does the teenage boy stand out to me for any reason? He does stand out, actually, a little from the entire group. Uh, unlike them, he's not wearing a, a rough-spun wool cloak. He's wearing something that looks like perhaps a pressed velvet. Is it that <gasps> oh! Mercy Come doesn't on. know him, but I know who he is. It's oh. Tapestry Boy. Yep. Adonis. He definitely has, like, a hunched back and his hood drawn up, but that is a teenage boy. Mercy's going to angrily go over to Vasily and be like, Vasily, why did you do that? So have a little boy, Visem? And so are just townspeople. So they're definitely going to die. Why do you... Ugh, gosh. He said so, he would help them. So they're all here because of me, Vasily. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to myself on Vasily. Please, Vasily, <laughs> don't let <laughs> God. All right. Can I break my suggestion spell? Yeah, you can take it down. Okay, I take will, it down. Will he know that he has been magic? Probably. Does it say so in the oh, description, God. Kayla? Don't be mad at me. No, it just says the spell ends if you damage the target. That's fine. Normally ends when they yeah. complete it, but I guess if... Just, just making sure it wasn't a friend's spell. No, it doesn't appear to be. <laughs> No. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Berthold blinks and looks at the rope in his hand and sort of looks around. Did I hear Mercy talking to Vasily just now? About That's probably really loud. Okay. I'm curious about a, like a child being involved in this. Can I look and see if I? I'm gonna say that you can you can notice that he is a child without like. Well, I know, but I mostly like since uh, I know who it is, but I don't know. Well, yeah, you can tell that there is one person who, uh, especially when you had crossed the river, yep. I had mentioned that there was a person who was small and looked like they were wearing far too clothing and was walking at like a very like uh, heavy pace. You can see that there's like one of these things that's not like the others. And when you had just been casually glancing over earlier... It didn't mean anything. Townspeople come in all shapes and sizes. Now you're looking for a 13-year-old boy. I look for him and I cast message on him. And you see a cloak hood jump up. Um, so via message, I'm going to say, What happened to your father? They killed him. Who killed him? I don't, I don't know. Ezra told me to go. Ezra told me to run. Get out of town. Do you know if he's really dead? Yeah, he's pretty dead. Did you see him die? I'm sorry, this is an insensitive question. Like, you just see flashes of, like, pictures of, like, a man speared against a door. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? No, I'm really hungry. Oh, um, okay. I'll see if I can find something in, uh, for you to eat. Um, this is all at will, by the way. It's a cantrip. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. 
Uh, let's see. I don't know if I have. Do we have any rations or anything? <laughs> I don't know. Do you? I don't, I don't know. know. I really Sybil, you hear a. Who's the pretty one? <gasps> what? Sybil just. just doesn't yeah, shh. Smell her too. <gasps> I just got a theory. She's just, she's just gonna quietly just go. Do you have to do this right now? Right now. I can be. I can be quiet if you want. But hey, you know, just give me a chance. Just shut up. I always want you to be quiet. Oh my god. Okay, fine. She just looks around. What are we still doing here? We have to meet you. Well, why don't we just go get it ourselves? Well, we can't just go. Right now, everybody will see us. Maybe we need them. You need something. Well, okay, well, fine, fine. We can just kill them. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We can just kill them. When? Now? Yeah, I mean, I, oh. I gotta sleep sometime. Come on, hear me out. No. Let me kill one. That's, no, no. I brought the net for a reason. We can find something else. Alright, 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 alright. I'm just saying, I'm getting all, you know, peckish. <laughs> Understood. Just, just shut up. Yeah, I'm gonna sleep sometime, you know. Just shut up. Okay, 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 okay. You're looking, you're looking a little mad, so I'll be here. So, Mercy is going to go over to the rope that Bertolt had set to climb down. And she'll grab uh, the edge of it and kind of indignantly look at Vaseline and then jump down and start climb down partway. Um, and then uh, as she's in the dark, hanging on the rope by herself, uh, she's going to say, Nisa, are you, are you here? Can you help me? Uh, and I would like to tr- use my inspiration to trigger my grave site. I'm not necessarily looking for just Nisa, but any ghosts who died in the area who can lead me to where people are being killed. Okay. Uh, so is the ritual just like calling out or is there something yeah. else you like? A lot of times the gravesite it happens accidentally out of Mercy's control. Okay. And this is her sort of like timidly trying to ask okay. for some sort of vision. Kind of opening the window. Yeah. And when you metaphorically open the window, it's a flood. It just comes in. It's just hundreds and thousands of spirits trying to elbow their way past and up through the grave. And suddenly you can hear this pounding in your head and you can hear this as the bell in your athame rings nonstop. And it's just a cacophony of people's voices as they all shoulder past and shove each other to get to you, to speak to you. Mercy grips the rope so hard in her hands and like opens one eye. You feel a tug. Oh, easy. One tug, one ding. The bell chimes. Um, I look around. One tug, two tugs. One tug, two tugs, three tugs, three chimes on the dagger. Mercy feel herself surrounded by some sort of presence, multiple presences. You can feel hands on your shoulders and at your elbows and at your wrists and in your stomach and in your chest. Mercy lets go of the rope. And you hear an audible thud. You feel this chilly breath that brushes the hair at your ear. You hear this. Don't let her find us. 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 
that's what you get. I, for clarification, am I at the, the top of the, where like the little slit in the wall was? Is that where I am right now? So I'd let, I would, I'd, I'd, I'd planned to like climb down a little bit and then I let go of the rope. So I don't know if I've like fallen down or if I'm at the top. You're at the bottom of the rope. Okay. All right. Um, and I guess I just look, I have no way of communicating with you guys. Mercy is feeling all of the emotions of these spirits, um, feeling their fear. Um, and she kind of presses herself into a little corner of, I guess I found myself in some sort of tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, as, you, as you descend in this tunnel and you look out, you can see these stalactites coming from the ceiling, like unnaturally long fangs. It's hard to see deeper into the tunnel. The darkness is unnaturally deep. It's almost liquid in appearance. And it seems to audibly scurry away from you and scramble on the walls like a living creature. Mercy kind of curls up and like kind of brings her, her cloak around her and sits on the floor, pressing her back against the wall, and is just kind of repeating what the spirits had said to her, like, don't let her find us, don't let her find me. And it's like she kind of takes on those feelings that she channeled through the ghosts. Anyone else? Vosley wants to scramble down on the second that Mercy lets go of the rope. Okay, Vosley, you scramble down the rope. You get to the bottom of this cabin. Mercy is not there. Because I can see, because I, okay, so I don't see her anywhere. Mercy's not there. Mm. Uh, okay, so I don't, okay. She's just, there's nothing down there. What do I see? When you descend to the bottom of the tunnel, you see jagged stalactites, like an open mouth. And you see a liquid darkness. It's unnatural, and it is deep, and it scurries away from you. I want to cast message to, I have to think about who the most competent person up there is. Uh, Rude. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Vargas. I was going to say. Mercy, you are at the bottom of that tunnel and the wrap and the rope drops and puddles around you. I kind of, I pick it up and I look up because I know that, if Vasily sees this happen, she will come for me. And I just kind of look up expectantly. When you look up, you see Constantina. And Constantina rolls the boulder over the opening in the cave. Mm-hmm. Who's next? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I did no such thing. What am I doing up there? What are you doing up there, Constantina? Not touching boulders. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, if I, I saw Vasily. Yep, Vasily oh. jumped down. Mercy oh. went into a strange trance and climbed down. Well, I have to go after both of them, so I will follow. Okay, I go to the rope and go down. Do you both go down at the same time? Oh, so sure. you you descend into the darkness and Vargas follows you, and the two of you get down there, and there's no Vasily, no Mercy. Well, I guess if I don't know where they are, but I can't cast mess, right? Um, hang on real quick. I don't think um, you have to be able to see somebody. To yeah, I don't. I just have to be familiar with the target and know it is 
like beyond the barrier. So I think that as long as it's not magical silence. Vargas, it's hot in here. It is so hot. And the air is thick with smoke, this dark smoke that envelops the two of you. Constantina, it's so hot in here. And you can hear a, some sort of a fire roaring at the end of this tunnel. And it starts to lick up along the cavern walls. And this smoke is coming at you like a plume. And, it, and you can hear the sickly pop and sizzle of burning flesh. Oh, we need to get that out of here. Um, I cast a message to try to, you know, talk to Mercy or um, to Vasily. I'm just like, where are you? Where are you? Vasily, you are also casting message, weren't you? Yes, I actually was going to choose Constantina. Sorry, Barry. Absolutely. Cute. <laughs> I was thinking of the most competent person. <laughs> when you cast your message, you there's some sort of interference, but you can hear something far away. What is that? You can hear like a... Well, that's very strange, isn't it? That's not Constantina's mind at all, is it? What's Constantina's mind like? It's this incessant speaking, these words that she's never really sure what she's saying. She's just talking all the time. Talk, talk, talk. It's just noise, noise. But you can hear this sucking of wet against the dry cavern walls as it oozes. Mother. Oh, no. So I know, do I know where this is right now? Am I able to tell? Or is it just kind of like all around is where that voice is coming from? It's a, it's an all-encompassing echo. It's like stereo sound. Is it here with you? Down that tunnel? Maybe it already got mercy. It's your fault, isn't it? You're just going to leave her to die? No. But I guess I guess I'm going to call out like, okay, where are you? What are you doing? Um, of course it's you. Of course it's this. Truly my greatest disappointment. Mom. Mercy, you receive a message. Oh, what does it say? from Constantina. Is it? <laughs> I don't know, Mercy. Roll me a wisdom save. Got a four. It is. <laughs> it is from Constantina. I cannot believe you continue to act like such a monster. I never want to see you again. What? This is what you deserve. This is what all murderers deserve. There's no room for you in the new order. No, I'm but you said to send you on to say you understood, and we talked about it, and I thought things were okay. Constantina? I can't love someone like you. <gasps> Mercy is going to run down the tunnel, crying. When you run down the tunnel, you see sort of a glowing light as the walls begin to illuminate with all of these rooms. Oh. And as you run, you can feel your legs getting heavier and heavier as you start to sink. Sibyl and Thaddeus, 
Y'all having a good time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> We're just seeing, like, people just go down. Yeah. <laughs> like, screaming. This is a couple of moments of you. And when you peer into the tunnel, it's just dark down there. Oh, uh, that seems horrible. Uh, can I go the other way? <laughs> yes, you are free to go with the search party. Are they going to go to the right? The rest of the search party? Yeah. No, they're freaking out. <laughs> I guess I guess we're not splitting up after all. I guess we should. Should we all go? Should we just go? Is that should we? Yeah. I, I, I point to the right and I say. Yeah. The, the way that they maybe wanted to go, and then I point to the left, and I'm like, "Oh, sudden death." The <laughs> <laughs> um, difficult question, I understand. Oh, they pointed you, like this on the yeah. other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to be in charge of a uh, 14 person search party with a 13 year old kid as one of like the course i already told you that i wouldn't kill a kid on camera so yeah he'll never die <laughs> i did not say that he'll just be he'll like never die they just on camera. yeah yeah <laughs> he's he's as safe as the dog in independence day i so the leader is, is Berthold, so i say well you're not going down there are you well i think we should i my wife, my wife is down there. All of, I, our, I, all of our people are down there. I, uh, I look down the hole. What do I see when I just look down the hole? You're, you're a human time. Oh, yeah, I'm totally, I'm a human man. <laughs> Sybil, Sybil walks up. She takes a look. She's a dwarf. Sybil, you look down the hole? Down the hole. Four people huddled at the bottom of the hole. One seems to have wandered off. Yeah, two of them are talking to each other. One of them is looking around, and one has started wandering. Are they the, the people I've seen in our group? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right down there, you guys. No. <laughs> oh, you're such a trickster. Wonderful. They're. I, I see him. I don't. I don't see. I don't see the. You know the that one. I don't see that one. But I see the rest of them. And you know, it's as far as I see it, they seem a little more capable than the rest of you. And no offense, no offense, but it might be really important to make sure that they don't die. So I'm going to make sure that they don't die because if all of us don't die, then maybe we can help you guys not die more. Yeah, that sounds less. like good math. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And the rest of the search party is like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go down there where I see people for sure, Taddeus. They're right there for sure. Um, can I like? I I just feel like this lady's a liar. She's got bus <laughs> <must> driver eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you are one hundred percent free to uh, insight checker. Oh, I got. I don't know my or inside is uh, oh it would be negative one so I but I got a seventeen oh she's telling the truth she can definitely see <laughs> or at least she thinks she is however Thaddeus wants to interpret that I sure it's not some manner of trick and I I look down pretty dark down there it's it's horrible yeah you in can't the other see way they the did the they did the motion when they were the other way it was 
it looked so much better. <laughs> Do you want to go over there? I'll go over there. Oh. <laughs> you you want to go with me to the right? I mean, you're I'm, interested. I'm very interested. Interesting. It's very interesting. Isn't it interesting? It's so interesting. What what do the um, townspeople think about our like fucking bonkers conversation? <laughs> <laughs> They're just watching and like Bertolt is like tying off another length of rope so that they can go down in groups through this crevice and they're just like uh, I thought that you joined the, the search party to find our family. I mean what are you looking for? Oh uh, if the me the missing people are in this one, like what does it matter whether you go in the other one? I just love catacombs. <laughs> it's it's always good to have somebody shore up the roof. That's so that's so true. What's your name, my dear? Sybil. I don't think we've formally met yet. Oh, you have such a charming expression. Wrongly <laughs> <laughs> deception, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> I have high deception, though. I, I don't. I got a three. I got oh, a ten. Yeah. Bertholdt, like, puts his hand on both of his shoulders and says, it's all right to be afraid. Go in the back with Adonis if you want. Adonis? What else is that? The 13-year-old just sort of, like, raises his hand. Oh, Oh, this rich little boy, I see. Okay. You know what? Virgil, you caught me. I'm guilty as charged. I'm terrified. I'm shaking. And I must go this way. Come on, then. I'm so mad. I do love catacombs. That's not a lie. Are you going right or left? Oh, right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bertolt and I'm just like start like sliding down the rope on the left. Let me meet you now. Yeah, Sybil's just like I'll shore up the rear. Shore up the rear. <laughs> uh, Adonis goes with the left, <laughs> so I just like gives you a side eye. Like, Marcus <laughs> and Constantine. There's a fire roll. So we both see this. Oh, <sighs> is that better? <laughs> Well, that's about there. It's not just me who sees it. I think. You think that it would only be you that sees it? Uh, I don't know. Well, I have a thing with fire, so maybe that's why. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay, so there's like this fire. Is it like, I'm assuming it's coming quickly? It's an inferno, a raging inferno that needs an outlet, and this tunnel is a perfect chimney. You have to get out of here. Uh, I try to climb. Is the rope still there? What rope? Ugh. Well, how we came down. Okay, so there's like nothing. When you turn around, it's just rock face. No opening. <sighs> you have one round. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty 20. I also got a judge. <gasps> well, that's a good something. Are we? Oh, there's I'm no sorry. I'm rolling so good something. <laughs> There's no fire. I don't know why you thought that. I don't know why you thought there was a fire. There's just Vasily and Mercy. Vasily standing there, speaking to a wall, and Mercy stumbling around in a dark tunnel. 
Was there, and it's not, is it hot still? Or is it? It's actually a little chilly down here. No sun. You can see the rope kind of thwacking against the wall as more people come down. Um, I go over to um, Mercy. I woke up love me. I deserve to sink into the ground. I like, can I try to like hug her? Yeah. Uh, Mercy, roll me a wisdom saving throw again at advantage now that Constantina is anchoring. Me. Oh, I did pretty good. Okay, I'll take the first one and it's a 19. Yeah, love. This floor is hard and cold and Constantina is holding your shoulders. Constantina! Before we get back to Vasily, who's about to roll me a wisdom saving throw, Thaddeus, did you go into that right hand? I'm sorry, what? Did you go into the right hand crevice? You looked very, like, in thought. (laughs) Yeah, I was in thought because I was thinking about the sound. (laughs) That's so funny. Just having some thoughts about the fun sound. Okay, um, uh... Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. I mean, I'm watching. Yeah. Shenanigans. So you tie off a rope and lower it on down, is that what you're doing? Hmm? You tie off this rope and you lower it down and the tunnel downwards is almost equally dark, but it doesn't throb with this malevolence, this living evil deep inside of it the way that the other hand did. Hmm. And you descend the rope. Your feet touch dusty earth and kick up a little bit of clouds. And you find yourself face to face with a tunnel that is dimly lit, as though uh, lined with little speckles of starlight in the ceiling. At the end of this tunnel is uh, some sort of figure. Do you have a torch? I have a torch. Absolutely. And I light it up. You light up this torch, and the light cascades down this tunnel and bounces, weaves in and out, ebbs and flows on the features of this statue of a foul hag of a woman. She is holding something in her hand, outstretched as the other one leans wearily on a stone staff. Um, I wave my little hand, I say, Hail! And the statue stares at you silently. Oh, it's a statue. <laughs> it's a statue. <laughs> nice. Spooky. <laughs> um, it's just a store mannequin. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So just so I'm clear. Mm-hmm. Sybil is going with the other group or Sybil's going to come with me? Sybil. Sybil couldn't possibly leave this poor defenseless man by himself. Ha <laughs> ha! You hear Sybil's footfalls as she follows you. Okay. So, just two of us. Yeah. yeah okay. Who's your girlfriend? Keep dry. <laughs> <laughs> and you awful witch, aren't you? <laughs> oh, it's it is but a statue. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, I did. I thought it was perhaps a family. When you look at this statue, Sybil, uh, you see that there are deep in its blackened eye sockets these tiny flickers of light. There's something when you tilt your head to the side, the lights seem to 
follow you and alight on your face. And you see with your dark vision that she's holding a skull in her hand. Like, is it like part of the statue or is it like a separate a skull? Separate skull. Okay. It is a human skull. Well, humanoid. It's hard to tell without ears. Hmm. I have some like little ball bearing type things. If I mm-hmm. like roll those across the ground towards the statue, does anything happen? Does it trip a trap or anything? When you release these balls across the ground, you can see they up, down, weave, and get trapped against the dust, against the wall. They don't seem to have triggered anything. Seems perfectly safe. You really? So more... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Sybil, Sybil is a consummate adventure. She actually has a 10-foot pole. Um, <laughs> a 10-foot pole. It's just like... Three, oh, does that work? <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's going to look at the statue. She's going to look at the, st- the skull. And she's going to... She's going to tell Thaddeus, I don't think you can see anything I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, I'm quite glad. <laughs> um, and she's going to poke at the skull with her ten-foot pole. Uh, when you poke at the skull, you can hear something like a unk, 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 as like, it catches in the eye socket. Like the sound of a, a pole on a skull? Yeah, like a normal skull pole. No, you noise. hear like a like a dull thunk, thunk and then a Something metallic. Well, I'm going to see if I can, like, lift it up and pull it back. When you when you lift up the skull, uh, give, me, give me a sleight of hands to keep it on balanced on there so it doesn't bust into a jillion pieces. Sleight of hand. Okay. I got a seven. <laughs> the skull slides off the end of the pole and shatters <laughs> into the ground. You and you hear it. this... Of a bat as it struggles up under the broken pieces. Oh, the second I hear that, I'm going to take my net out and I'm going to throw it. <laughs> On the bat? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not even going to make you roll for that. That's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, you catch this bat in your net and you see with this bat flailing around, there's a key. Okay. I'm going to grab the key and then I'm going to take the net. I'm going to get the bat in it and I'm just going to kind of like tuck it all behind my cloak. Like, this is a totally normal thing to do. Um, Thaddeus, can you hold me a perception real quick? I'm, like, trotting right after her, by the way. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, I got an unnatural 20. You hear an obnoxiously loud crunch. Oh. Um, I, are you quite all right? Good show with the bat, by the way. Um, she's going to not even... She's not going to address that. She's going to take out a bullseye lantern and say, here, this might help you better. Oh, thank you! She's going to distract <laughs> you with a gift. <laughs> and it works perfectly. Daddy um, <laughs> takes it and, like, shines it all around. And he's like, oh, wow. We are best friends. <laughs> Speaking of distracting someone, Vosley, mm. what'd you get for your wisdom saving? I got distracted. <laughs> oh, no. Um... Four. If Vasily definitely seems like she's still somewhere else, Mercy's just going to start shaking. She's somewhere her. else, and when you start to shake Vasily, you her shoulders feel gummy, slimy, <laughs> slimy, wet, oozing, and you look up 
to the top of this cavern, and you see a dark, gelatinous mass with several disfigured faces floating inside of it. And it... Down the sides of this cave, it says, You brought my snack, mother. And that's what we'll end for tonight. listening to Tales from the Mists. If you enjoyed what you heard, find more at talesfromthemists.com or at MistTalesDnd on Twitter, where you'll also find links to our Discord community, blog, and much more. Tales from the Mists airs on twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Sleep well, Mistwalkers.